0: This year, God gave me these three words that Pastor Mark shared with you a moment ago. I want you to understand something about these three words. These are prophetic words from the Lord. And I'll be unpacking them over the next couple months. And whatever you began to tap into these, it's going to establish growth in you like you have never experienced before. It's going to bring outcomes in your life that you've only dreamt of having. The first word being clarity. This year is going to be a year for those that seek the Lord. See, if you seek Him and ask, if you knock, He'll give it to you. This year will be a year of clarity in situations and opportunities. Clarity to deal with problems. Clarity to get breakthroughs and outcomes. Clarity in your relationships. Clarity in your businesses, your careers. Many of you are going to be starting businesses this year. There's an anointing of entrepreneurship on this house. There's an anointing of entrepreneurship on this house. How many of you in here last year started a new business? Just hold your hand up. Look, look, y'all stand up. You that started a new business, stand up, stand up, stand up, stand up, stand up. Stand up. Stand up. New business. I did two. Look at this. One, two, three, four, five, six. Back there, somebody wave. Seven. Thank you. Look, look, in a church this size, and this is a, thank you, this is one of the lower Sundays that any church has in America, and we have seven different people stand up that launched new businesses in 2018. That is going to be, oh, okay, Lord, you said it. The Lord said that's going to be tenfold in 2019. My wife just said, 70? <laughs> no, God said, baby, tenfold, that's 70. <laughs> that oh, yeah, is that 70? You wasn't doubting. Okay, <laughs> I know. <laughs> see, see, she's my pen. When my head gets too big, it's like, poop, you know, <laughs> shh. See, see there, there's a strong anointing on me right now. But see, a lot of people, Paul, don't understand that because they're sleepy. Oh. They're sleepy. Not so much sleepy in the physical sense, but spiritually sleepy. Mentally tired. Emotionally weak. Looking for answers, but too tired to look diligently enough. Wanting breakthroughs, but not wanting them desperately enough. But see, when I come into this house, the Lord already told me every time I come in, that anointing is going to be stronger than it was the week before. Right now, Pastor Steph and our worship team, we got a wonderful pianist, a great young man. He's a student from. Bahamas. So he's over there. He's getting ready. He should be back next week. I can't remember when we didn't have a full band and all that up there, Miss Gwen, since we were two, three months old. But here's what the Lord told me. See, so you, you need to understand what God says. You, you look at the outside. God looks at the inside. God said, the reason it's bare up there. It's not bare because of anointing. Every one of the people on this platform carry a great anointing. But the reason it would look bare to the outside eyes is because I got to attract them to the anointing of my covenant. Because if they're not attracted to the anointing of my covenant, their praise has no effect. See, if you can only come to church because of worship, that's flesh. That's flesh. You can worship him yourself by just giving him thanks. So this is a year to go deep. Look at your neighbor and say, go deep. Into the things of God. We're going to see miracles like we've never seen here before. Now, We've had on a Sunday morning a lady that's a member of our church that had went blind for months and was supposed to be blind forever in her 70s, Miss Louise. She's now since gone to be with the Lord. And I taught, God interrupted a service. I was actually doing an offering. God interrupted a service. I did a little 10-minute teaching on healing. and said, anybody wants healed, come on up here. By the time she got up here, God opened her blind eyes. On Sunday morning, had a woman right back here. God said that... That he's given someone a new womb, all of a sudden this woman screams, a visitor, and God recreated a womb in her. A man right here that needed a heart transplant, a wonderful doctor in our church, said, The only thing I know, I can't, can't really do surgery, sir. You, you need a heart transplant, really. But my church believes in healing. Just come on over and, and attend church Sunday morning. He said, Right where you are, Nicole. And I didn't know anything about it. The gentleman hadn't told me about it, didn't know, just looked like a guest, an older gentleman. And the spirit of the Lord told me, he said, sir, right now, I don't know anything about you, but the Lord said, he's given you a heart transplant. You're, getting, you're receiving a brand new heart. And he starts weeping. The doctor told me, he checked him the next week, the man in his 60s got a brand new heart. Hey Amen. Come on, only oh God. That's right. Awesome. Thank, Thank you. All things are possible to them that believe. But if you don't have clarity, you don't even know the outcome you want. I could say right now, the Holy Spirit said in five seconds, you ask for one thing and he will grant it to you in the next 10 minutes and you guys will be searching and probably not receive anything, many of you, because you'd be going through, I gotta have the best, oh God, if I ask for that, and then five seconds is gone if you can't come up with the outcome you're believing for in five seconds that tells me you haven't been focusing seeking God getting revelation on it sowing, believing praying, loving serving, giving if you've got five seconds to name the one thing that would be the greatest outcome of your life this year and if you can't name it in five seconds and then you look at God and say, Lord, I've been praying. No, you've been complaining. Come on. Right. And I'm not beating you up. This is a prophetic mantle on me right now. When the prophetic anointing comes on me, I'm a little more stern. <laughs> Prophet Trout's sweet and funny when it comes on him, but I'm not from South Africa and I'm not Prophet Trout. <laughs> and I love that man of God. But it comes on me, the mantle of the prophetic, differently. Stand up, James. 360 degree turnaround. 360 degree turnaround this year. Money coming from heaven this year. But it's not just for this year, it'll be established for your entire generation to come. 2019 total turnaround. God said he would not let his children beg for bread. What are you begging for? Oh, Lord, if I could just get enough to pay that car payment. Well, then it's your car, it's not God's. Because if you're begging God to pay a car payment, you bought that on your own, and obviously you're not a tither. Because if you're a tither, you're not going to lose your car. Now, there could be a business calamity and everything goes in a day. That's one thing. But, but God restores a hundredfold anyway if you obey him. Yeah. He said that those that sow, those that give and those that tithe in Malachi 3, what do you say? He will rebuke the devourer from your vine. So, so the key is God doesn't have beggar children. What would that say about my two sons if they went around this church in this city begging all the time? Well, I just wish, you know, here's, here's how people have faith. Right here, Ms. Quinn. Well, I'm gonna put it on Facebook, Twitter, and everywhere else. Well, you all just stand with me. I'm just believing for that new washer and dryer. We've been going to the laundromat for two weeks, but we're just standing in faith. No, you're begging. And God will let you just beg all you want to. not a family of beggars we're royalty he said we are a chosen generation a holy nation a peculiar people to show forth the kingdom of light when you show up favor shows up when you show up prosperity shows up when you show up deliverance shows up when you show up healing shows up when you show up breakthrough shows up want to hear you begging. You're the anointed children of God. You're Abba's kids. You're put on this planet to transform and to transfer. A lot of people get transformed to a point because they're not willing to transfer it stops. Right. Come on. See one of the statements of my life is that whenever Whenever I uh, contribute, one of the key values of my life is to be a contributor. And one of them is any time I share something with someone else that I've learned, I grow. Because growth is one of my values. But see, any time I give, not expecting anything in return, stirs up that fruit in me that God confirmed is a contributing growth factor in my life and every time I water that gift that value of growth and contribution I have when I give clothes away or money or so or but what happens then there's a transfer from him to me and every time I transfer what he's done in my life to someone else it multiplies so it's not just a kingdom to get it's a kingdom to transfer what, what are you going to do you stand in heaven with God and say well you know he said who's with you well nobody sir but I was faithful I gave I attended church every Sunday but, but, but why are you here alone you might be like that you know the one with the talent that hit it to the master come and didn't even put it in the bank for interest and he told him just go and take care of that guy burn him he's done and take his talent and give it to the one that had ten talents what well, we undo stand in heaven well I'm just too shy well you you're not shy when you beg God God will you save my kids God will you get me that promotion Lord will you heal my body you're not, you're not shy then Why are we shy when it comes to snatching someone out of the fiery flames of hell and putting their feet on a rock to stay? Everybody say clarity. Everybody say clarity. Everybody say clarity. I want you to have clarity of the most important reason you're on this planet. It's not to receive, it's to give. If I want love, I sow love. If I want freedom, I sow freedom. If I want forgiveness, I sow forgiveness. If I want peace, I sow peace. Clarity in your family. Clarity in your gift sets, the fruit of the Spirit in you. What God wants to do in you and through you. What he's equipped you for. Clarity. Then the second word is grow, Growth. It's gonna be a year that leadership in this church will double. Will double. Leadership in this church this year. And I'm not just talking about people that show up and had some ministry up. Just because you're over a ministry don't mean you're a leader. If it's not ran with excellence and strength, then, then you need to get help. Because what God told me is this, in this year, and I love all of our leaders, they're dedicated. But I want you to say this, what the Holy Spirit said These three words, clarity, growth, and vitality, are for what? For you and I to raise the standards in our life to get the outcomes we desire. To raise the standards in our life to get the outcomes we desire. So when you get clarity with your relationship and the Father and the Word and what it is you need to put in you and what you need to do in your steps of faith, when you get that clarity, what happens? Then growth happens and you seek out every opportunity. Here Sunday mornings. We got Wednesday night Bethel School of Ministry. We got other opportunities. We got connect groups. We're gonna get introduced to rest of the church, to core groups this year. We got all these opportunities to grow and plus there's other opportunities. This year... I'm saying this by faith. Well, no, I'm not saying it by faith because when I say it, it is faith. So forgive me, Lord, I'm sorry. Speak those things that are not as though they are. This is your year to grow up, son. You're a good young man, but this is your year to tap into those things you haven't even told your parents about. Some desires, creativity. You have an anointing of creativity on your life and it's time to go all in and your name will be known around this country for your creativity, but it has to go through God, not the world, amen? So anyway, speak those things that are not as though they are. This year, there will be a cafe in the foyer and a bookstore. There will be, because God said it's a place of learning. I want my people to learn. says, your library's full, Dalton. Your computer's full, Dalton. You're always in it. Now it's time to get them in it. This year that, that'll be out there. Because you gotta grow. This year, I'm gonna open up leadership opportunities for you to get closer that I could minister to you, Pastor Mark, and other leaders in this church. Pastor Steph can minister into your life. We're gonna have we're not gonna beg you. We're gonna announce it. And if you don't show up, don't come whining later when you're not the one doing something that somebody else is doing. Go cry to somebody that really wants to hear you cry. I don't, I don't hang out with crybabies. I put them in a nursery and get someone to take care of them, but I don't hang out with them. I'm not nervous. Because I'm not establishing this work on music. I'm not going to establish this church on our attitude. I'm not establishing this church on things. I'm establishing this church on the word of God and the spirit of God is what I'm establishing this church. We have programs, but I'm not establishing this church on programs. I'm not establishing this church on certain kinds of ministries. Establishing this church on the spirit of God and the word of God. That's what this ministry is about. And there's plenty of places you can go get the bells and whistles and I'll, I'll just tell you right now, you won't even recognize this platform in a matter of months. You won't recognize your four. You won't re- There's things right here you won't even recognize and you're going to be part of the transformation of. But those will just be things you can mark down and say, oh, okay, that did it. Oh, okay. Year of growth. going to be a year of vitality. Life. And life evermore. See, everything God does is Eternal. So, so see, so what you gotta do is tap into eternity. You're concerned about yesterday, now, next week, next year. You gotta realize that you live and speak in eternal time. And that you can go. What is faith? Faith now, faith substance hope for the evidence of what things not seen. There's no time in God. He is what? The same yesterday, today, and forever. That tells me that in him is yesterday, today, and forever because he is not chronos. Segments of time. He was, he is, he always will be. So whatever out, listen to me, listen closely, don't, don't miss this. Whatever outcome you are believing for is in God. And if it's not seen yet then you need clarity as well as growth in your life so you can receive the vitality of that outcome because when you receive outcomes it produces vitality people want vitality to get outcomes but really vitality what happens is you, vitality multiplies when you get outcomes that's called momentum so if God's the same yesterday today and forever right and there's no time in God. That means if I need healing in my body, it's available in eternity. Why wait to heaven to get it? Because He told me how to pray, How it be thy name, thy kingdom come on earth, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So Jesus said, This way you pray, pray that God's will that's in heaven be the will on earth. Actually, heaven, we're in a heavenly space, really. We got the ultimate heaven to go to. And eventually this world will be done away with and the new heaven will be on this earth. It'd be a new earth. But listen. Where was I at right before that? Anybody remember? Yeah. The outcome of vitality, the outcome of life. So, if I'm believing for a bone to be healed in my body then what I do is I begin to speak where that healing is. So if that healing is there, what I want to do is accelerate time in that area of my body that it moves, that bone moves into that time period and receives the manifestation from the unseen into what is seen and real now. Yeah. Yeah. See, everything in the physical comes from the spiritual. So if I want to, physical miracle then I gotta go get it spiritually now let me help you say well there's things I've gotten I didn't have to do it spiritually well then it wasn't a miracle could have been luck but it wasn't a miracle a miracle is something you can't produce or do on your own that you receive so what is fasting 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 is abstaining from food for a spiritual use or a spiritual outcome. Fasting is to push the plate away for a spiritual outcome. What does it do? It begins to humble your body to where your spirit is king again. Scriptures tell us that Paul said, I pray for your whole, W-H-O-L-E, spirit, soul, and body that it be found blameless in that day. You're not a tripart being, you're a a, a dual being, you're a tripart being. You are a spirit, you have a soul, which is your mind, will, and emotions, your decision-making resources, and it is housed in the body. This body is not who you are. Your goofy mind is not who you are. You can tell your mind to shut up, and it has to shut up. Didn't say bark at it and wish for it. Said, when you speak, you speak with authority, and what you speak comes to pass. Power of life and death is where? In the tongue. So fasting is pushing back the plate for spiritual outcome. Why is that? Because the spirit is what affects the physical. Because the physical came from it. All the physical things in this room, one of the matters, the main matters is molecules. This chair, the die, everything in this room comes from molecules. Our bodies are made of molecules. And you could get down into a deeper science than that, but just to keep it simple, sound waves are molecules. Electricity going through the walls that you can't see, but you can sure feel it if you grab it the wrong way, right? Is a molecule, it's made up of molecules, matter. See, it says in Hebrews eleven three 3 that the worlds were created by faith. But see, faith is a substance. Hebrews 11, 1. Now, everybody say now. Faith is a, faith is a, faith is a. But see, you pray for faith as a substance to come in the form you see it. That's after the fact. You need to release the substance of the molecules God spoke that are not of this world, molecules of this world, but the substance of faith is not of this world. Now, faith is the something that's not of this world. It's not a molecule, but it can produce molecules. It's not flesh, but it can produce flesh. It's not an organ, but it can produce organs. As a matter of fact, the Bible calls it a spirit, the spirit of faith. It's been called multiple things. In this room right now, if you had the right receiver, what can you do? You can tune in satellite, watch a, watch a program, listen to a radio, whatever. Tune in and pick up certain shows and voices. It's all molecules. You can't see them. But they're all around you. Netflix, all your favorite shows. Get the right receiver, T, boop, you can tap right in, right in here. So we accept science, but we don't have clarity on the kingdom. That's why greater is he who is in you than he who is in this world. Satan is not omnipotent. As a matter of fact, the Bible says he's growing dimmer day by day. He's getting weaker every day. He's not all-knowing. He's not omniscient. He don't even, even the angels don't even know what you're saying, let alone Satan. Unless you say it. Don't know what you're thinking. God does, but they don't. He's not all-powerful. He's not omnipresent everywhere all the time. He's got a lot of little weak imps that's around, whispered in your ear a lot, but he's not. He he can't. He's not omnipresent. Matter of fact, there's probably why the Grand Canyon's there. It's probably where his big butt hit the ground when Michael kicked him out of heaven. I don't know. Didn't say that's doctrine, people. Just saying. Just threw that out there, at you. But I'm sure wherever his butt hit the ground, it left an indention. See, but you make him so big. Ooh, he's so tough. Oh my God, what if this don't work out? Oh Lord. He's so big. He, 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 just, he just makes me feel so bad. The only one that has the power to determine your emotions is you. You're the only one. God created you that way. No one. Why does one, someone come up and say something to two people, one's offended and one just laughs and goes on? They both have the power to control their emotions. It's all about the meaning you give to it. See, clarity will give you the right meaning. It will take you toward the right meaning. Growth will teach you the right meaning. Vitality will be the manifestation of the meaning. See, see, God wants you to walk in vitality. At the end of this year, you that tap into this will feel younger and physically look young than you do right now. Go home, take a selfie of yourself, and look at yourself. And say, boy, and in over 360 days from now, or 359 now, I guess, I'm going to look a lot better than I do now. I'm going to feel a lot better than I do now. Now, that doesn't mean, if you're not seeking God and doing anything about it you won't. you'll look worse. You'll be heavier, you, you'll be whatever. Out of breath. All, no, I'm just saying, if you will tap into what I'm telling you with these three words, clarity growth and vitality speak it over your life and seek him with all your heart and do what you're supposed to do guess what you'll see a manifestation that years will be taken off your age you'll have a new birthday after this year I'm just telling you some of y'all look at me like I'm crazy I'll take yours too I don't have to please nobody I love you just as you are anyway so I love you so it's settled I don't love you because I have to. I love you because I want to. I wish a lot of preachers love people because they want to. I don't know why some go in ministry, praise God. Well, I know why, I just don't want to say it. But anyway. So biblical fasting is refraining, refraining from food for a spiritual outcome. And what I want you to realize, when you fast, if it doesn't mean anything to you, it doesn't mean anything to God. So if you really want a certain outcome, why don't you set outcomes you can't attain on your own? If you set outcomes you can stair-step and get yourself, it's not the kind of outcome I'm talking about. Talking about a different kind of outcome. Now, fasting without being combined with faith, prayer, and the word... It's nothing more than a diet. What is fasting? Fasting is continual prayer to God. So here's why I'll take a few minutes to talk to you about. Got about 10, 15 minutes. Fasting is a covenant force to strategically release the power of God combined with his word, faith, faith and prayer fasting is a covenant force everybody say covenant force see it's not a religious exercise see it's not a religious exercise it's a covenant force it's part of your covenant with God that you can just attack the heavenlies and see breakthrough through fasting is a covenant force to strategically release the power of God combined with prayer fasting and the word No strategy that Satan throws at you is ever greater than the strategy that can come through fasting. Fasting is a covenant God made with you and I to get the outcomes that we need to get. But true fasting is not just going on a diet. Well, I just need to fast the internet. You can do that on your own but it hurts, pastor. Well, I'll tell you what. Just go with me on just liquids for seven days. You'll find out what hurt is, and guess what? The last thing you'd be thinking about, stupid Facebook or Twitter. First two days, you'd be thinking about the big cheeseburger and fries with malt vinegar on it and a chocolate shake, but after about three days, you won't even care about food. But you're talking about God releasing revelation to you. You're talking about clarity. Any strategy the opposition brings against you, if you will combine faith, prayer, which includes the word, with fasting, you can get the strategy to overcome. That's why the Bible says, What? No weapon formed against me shall prosper. Well, anybody ever have any weapons prosper against you? Debt, fear, sickness. Hurt, pain, huh? Well, the reason is a lot of times we go with a flow and we just take the beating. We're like the old Timex commercial. We keep on take the beating and keep on ticking. But you don't have to. You can go to the Lord and seek his face and he will answer you. You can call on his name and he will answer you with clarity. We look at even with the disciples, whenever the boy with epilepsy or whatever it was in the Bible, he would go into seizures and throw himself in the fire, and his disciples couldn't heal him when he laid hands on him. They were going out healing the sick and all this stuff, but they couldn't heal this one boy, and the father came to Jesus in Matthew's gospel, chapter 17, and he said, so I brought him to your disciple, verse 16. I brought him to your disciples, but they could not cure him. Then Jesus answered and said, oh, faithless and perverse generation. Wow. How long will I be with you? Ask him a question. How long shall I bear with you? He asked him a question. So what do you? He he, he asked questions to his disciples and all those standing around. He said, bring him to me. Jesus rebuked the demon and it came out of him. And the child was cured from that very hour. Even Jesus, it wasn't cured instantly right there. It was cured instantly, but it took about an hour to manifest totally. See, when you read the word, you gotta read the word. You, you got this myth of Jesus, and that's why you don't get results. He came to demonstrate how we demonstrate, how we're to operate. So it says, when the disciples came to Jesus privately, so they did not want to say nothing publicly, right? And said, why could we not cast it out? So Jesus said, because of your unbelief. No faith, unbelief. Now, they had faith for certain things and certain levels, So for surely I say to you, if you have faith as a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, move from here to there. A lot of times you're trying to cast and break things, you don't tell it where to go. When Jesus casts the demons out of the the, the demoniac from Gadara, remember on the tombs and the graves up there, beating everybody up crazy, the devil was at least smart enough to say, Master, we got to go, why don't you put us in those pigs over there? Okay, what he didn't realize, the devil, he put them in the pigs and then he ran the pigs off the cliff. <laughs> see, the devil's pretty dumb. You, you act like he's so intelligent. Say, how could he say that? Ooh, I wouldn't want to be in a car with him today. Well, see, see, when you realize to die is to win, there's no fear of death because to be asked for the body to be present with the Lord. I just beat you to heaven, that's all. But I got angels watching over me and nothing happened to all. So I'm ready to go. So I ain't worried about it. So, so, look at us now. See, see, you, some of you don't understand this. You've not been around this kind of anointing, but you're curious. And that's good. Because it's getting on you right now. You, you go out of here and you'll be a woo, well, I feel a little different. That's called the unction, the anointing. The anointing is what breaks the yoke. Look at us now. It's because you feel unbelief. For surely I say to you, if you had all that faith, you could not tell it to move, but from here to there. And it will move. And nothing, everybody say nothing, will be impossible for you. Who? Those that believe. Any believers in here today? Then nothing should be impossible for you. This is what Jesus said. However, look now, however, this kind goes not out except by what? Prayer and fasting. Prayer is communing and conversing with God, communing and conversing with and asking and receiving from God. So there's components of prayer. I commune, I'm in relationship, I'm in covenant with him. I commune and I communicate from blood to blood. We're gonna be doing communion a lot this year. Anyway, so so, so prayer is communing and conversing, having conversation with Asking, which is petition and receiving. A lot of people, they'll commune, they'll ask, but they don't receive. So if you're not receiving, it's a faith issue. It's a belief issue. If it's not that, and you know you're asking in faith, and you know you have the proper word of petition and prayer you're praying, then it's time to fast. Fasting is when you go after the big devils. Fasting is when you go after the hard things, the difficult things. See, so said this kind goes not out except by what prayer and fasting. Now, what are you doing? You're putting that covenant promise that God gave you to work. So, after emphasizing role, uh, after Jesus emphasized that they had that that faith, their faith level didn't work. What happened? He told them that that they got to what get their belief up to another level. A greater impartation, when you fast, it quietens your flesh and your mind down so your spiritual antennas are up to receive the clarity it needs to receive from God. To say what you need to say and do what you I could tell you so many instances of uh, people being healed, delivered, people who's dying, different things that God's used me in, and it was certain things when the gift of faith came on me, he told me to say, not to say, do, not to do, stand, where to stand, when, how, and I just obeyed blindly what it was and then I'd see the miracle. And I still do that. But see, if you don't have clarity, you can't do that. So I talked to you a little bit about what faith is. But faith says this also, Hebrews eleven six says, but without faith, it's what impossible to please him. Why is it impossible to please God without faith? Because God don't want to see you broke, miserable, tired, and begging. That's why it don't please him. He's not pleasing to him. See you moaning and groaning and whining around because you don't have a breakthrough. He wants you to be a breakthrough giver, not just a breakthrough receiver. For he who comes to God must what? Believe that he is. Well, if you're a Christian, you did that. And that he is a rewarder, what? Of those who diligently seek him. So what happens when you begin to, when you begin to go into, onto a fast and you're not posting it all over Facebook and you're not out telling everybody and you're not acting like you're starving to death and you're, not, you know, and you're doing it fast. If you're going to starve, fast in faith. And he'll strengthen you. If not, you'll just be hungry, tired, and grumpy. You'll be like those Snickers commercials. You know, like the oh, old lady. That'll be you. Your Snickers is the Holy Ghost. Amen? That's what you need. The purpose, listen to this now. The ultimate purpose of fasting is a release of power. That's the ultimate purpose of fasting. Releasing of power. Power in the Bible, dunamis. It's power like dynamite that explodes and and just destroys anything in its path. It also is power like a dynamo, which is a dynamic that transfers power, like taking uh, a great lake of water and running it through a system and it turns from water and it produces electricity. It's a transfer. So it's a power that breaks, that annihilates, and it's a power that builds up and strengthens. You take a little hose the size of your index finger and put it on a d8 bulldozer and put it on one side of this several two-ton three-ton blade and if that little hose breaks and doesn't have that hydraulic oil going through it that big old blade won't do anything but you put that little hose and fix it and put some hydraulic fluid and all of a sudden two tons three tons on that blade just little hose See, we, we, we don't even understand basic physics, let alone spiritual things. But this is your year to learn. Say, this is my year to learn. Jesus, when he went on, he was baptized, right? As soon as he came out of the water, he was led by the Holy Spirit to the wilderness to do what? To fast. Now I don't think he said a 40-day fast. He didn't know how long the fast would be. But when he went on into the wilderness to fast and to pray... Satan, remember, came and tempted him. Three different occasions, Jesus used the word. He said, it is written. It is written. It is written. And eventually, it defeated Satan. And it says, but in, in verse 14, Luke 1:14 said, after Jesus fasted 40 days, the Bible said, Jesus returned in what? The power, not just power. Everybody say, the power. See, there's all kinds of powers on this earth. Natural power, human power, weird power, witchcraft power. But the power is the power of the Holy Spirit. The power of the Spirit in the Galilee. Man, when he returned, that's when his ministry launched into miracles and transforming cities. So during a fast, Jesus wasn't out there begging 40 days and nights. He was out there for the outcome the Father wanted him to have. So why would you go on a fast without knowing the outcome you want? So when you go on this fast, starting tomorrow, I want you to write down one, two, or three outcomes that you're believing. Now, maybe it doesn't manifest in the first seven days. I know Becky and Sean, where y'all at? I saw you over there. Y'all had that. How long did y'all have that house on market for sale? Years ago, huh? 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 It was on the market for a year, and then you had an amazing realtor who we love very much, but she tried to talk you into knocking the price down, and you didn't. You kept it up, and you got this during the fast that year. You got this crazy offer and sold that house during the fast, didn't you? Full price offer. That's during the economy down and crashing. But see, they set an outcome. Is your outcome financial? Is your outcome physical, relational, spiritual? What's your outcome? Maybe put at least one in each category. Set those outcomes and then you just put them there and you just bring them before God and move on. You don't sit there and whine and beg, oh God, you gotta give it, give me, give me. You don't have to do anything. He's God, you're not. You don't have to do anything except obey his word and he is the word so he knows it better than we do. But if you'll set those outcomes and speak them three times in the morning, in the, after, in the lunch, then in the afternoon, in the evening and just keep them before you and then move on to what God leads you into studying, listening to, praying and so on. And and worship Him during your fast with gratitude. You'll see things happen. So, what did Jesus face in His fast? Not once He got through the physical part. What did He get into? A word warfare. A word warfare. Three times He had to give a word that was written to win the battle with Satan. So, during this time of fasting, you have to look at your neighbor. And say you must. Set a little time aside. I didn't say an hour. Maybe five, ten minutes in the morning. Five or ten minutes in the middle of the afternoon. Five or ten minutes at night. But you must set time aside to read the word. To pray, to commune, converse, ask and receive from God. Once you've already asked for your request, you just start thinking important. And release your faith. Now, God will tell you different things to release your faith. Some of you, he might say, hey, go downtown and give $100 to the first homeless person you see. Others, he might say, go on and call so-and-so on the phone and tell them, don't talk about you're forgiving them, and they stink, and they did, just say, hey, just thinking about your day, and just prayed you have an amazing 2019. You know, I've said, oh, well, the Holy Spirit corrected me, and I don't want to do it, but I got to forgive you, you sucker. You stink. I hate you. <laughs> you ever have that where somebody comes up, I've had it before, pastor, I'm thinking, oh, it's a great service. And I think this person, you know, really loves me. And maybe they did. They're just confused. But they come up, oh, Pastor, I just want you to know I forgive you. I don't even ask them why. I say, well, God bless you. Let me pray for you. I love you. Give me a hug. Because I don't even know they're offended at me. But boy, it sure bothered them. So a lot of these people you're upset with don't even know you're upset or they could care less. So why are you going to let it be? Why are you going to be upset? Why don't you just forgive them? You have the power to forgive. And then what? That's releasing faith. There'll be financial seed. During this time, God challenged me with sowing financial seeds into the church, into other ministries and things like that. After you're tied, you sow seed. But you haven't sown a seed until you tithe. But maybe during this fast, this is your time you put your faith out the tithe and start where you're at and build it up and believe by the end of the month you're doing it. What? Then that puts you in a covenant place with God. So, So what I'm saying is while you're going on this fast this week, don't waste the time.